Welcome to episode 378 of We Don't Die Radio. I'm your host, Sandra Champlain, author of the international best-selling book called We Don't Die, A Skeptic's Discovery of Life After Death. And this is another video episode. So if you're listening right now on your favorite podcast app, we can invite you to head over to YouTube and type in We Don't Die Radio 378. Our guest today is the wonderful Camille Dan. Camille has prior professional experience as a critical care registered nurse, a medical technical consultant for feature films and television, and is currently a private investment manager. She is the author of the books, Aaron's Energy, An Unexpected Journey Through Grief and the Afterlife with My Brilliant Son, Volumes 1 and 2. And her latest book is a beautiful compilation just released called Gathering at the Doorway, an anthology of signs, visits, and messages from the afterlife. You can visit her website at erinsenergy.com. Camille, my friend, welcome to We Don't Die Radio. Hi, Sandra. Thank you for having me today. It's, it's such an honor to be on your show. I've listened to it for, oh, uh, well, shortly after... Aaron transitioned, I started listening to your show. Oh, thank you so much. I know there's been so much hard work that you've done with the current book that just came out. But before, oh, let's just show that off, by the way, (laughs) we can absolutely do that. Gathering at the Doorway just came out just this past week. So anyways, we'll get to that in a little while. But if you wouldn't mind talking about your story and how it all began and tell us about Aaron and just share if you would. Well, thank you so much for, for giving me this opportunity and for all you've done for me. Uh, I really related to your show. The minute I started listening, a friend told me about it and I was a former skeptic myself. Uh, so I really started um on my journey in September of 2019, when I lost my eldest son, Aaron. Prior to that, I, as you said, I was a nurse and, you know, pretty science-based person, uh, like the, you know, observable sciences. (laughs) And uh, although I had had some, some experience and listened to stories from people about their contact with spirit and even witnessed some amazing near-death experiences in my nursing practice and had patients tell me about them after, I I continued to believe that it was something science would discover. There was some scientific explanation for uh, what's happening in the temporal parietal lobe of the brain, (laughs) you know. And uh, in, in May, actually, of 2019, uh, I lost my mother uh, two days before Mother's Day. And then four months later, my son. I'm so sorry. Thank you. Thank you. I, I went into a state of shock. I, I, it was so traumatic for me. Um, my son and I were so close. And um, he, he, in life, Aaron, was a brilliant person. I used to call him an old soul. Uh, he would come out with stuff at literally two years old that I would think, where did a two-year-old come up with this wisdom, you know? 
And so um, going forward, um, we were, we spoke every day on the phone. He did go through some, some difficult times with addiction. Um, he, he had a highly sensitive soul. He, he had so much empathy for people and he, he, I think was, I think it was a self-medication thing for him that led to an addiction. And uh, tragically, uh, he died in a fall uh, as a result of, of ingestion of fentanyl, which he didn't know. He told me he had taken a sleeping pill. And I know he didn't know because I know he had experienced, he had gone through rehab and he um he he knew everything about it and you know I, I just knew he and he was he was doing really well we had we had a pizza at our favorite restaurant three nights before three days later I got the news no parent ever wants to to get and then not long after his funeral, a friend of mine um, who has talked a lot about her um, experiences with spirit contact with her family. In fact, she contributed a chapter to the anthology, anthology that just came out. Her name is Arlene. She came over uh, with a note she had written, and she claimed that she believed the note was cha- she channeled Aaron through automatic writing. And she gave me the note. And when I read the note, there were details in the note that there's no way she could have known. But still in shock, I I kind of, you know, thought, okay, well, what I didn't I didn't understand what was happening. The next day, we had to meet with the detectives on the on the case. uh, And one of the detectives said something that was word for word in the note Arlene had given me the day before. And I forget everything else he said. So from that point on, I started to find a lot of comfort in um, hearing about, you know, spirit contact and how is this all possible? And I started reading books and Arlene recommended try listening to podcasts. And she told me about yours. And I went on your podcast. That was a turning point for me in my grief journey. First of all, I was listening to someone who is a former skeptic, who's presenting her own experiences, you know, to the world that that takes so much courage. On that podcast, you interviewed Roseanne Groover Norris. And I will never forget, this was not long, this was in the fall of 2019. I will never forget that interview because I related so much, not just to your story, but to hers and her story about her son, Lee. And right after I went and bought both books, I bought We Don't Die and I bought Roseanne's book, Believe. And and everything is coming full circle or I don't know if we can call it full circle because we can't know what's to come. Roseanne contributed a chapter to the anthology as well. The the synchronicities that have occurred 
since I started to awaken to contact with spirit and the and what I've learned it is is just remarkable and in the span of time that I've learned it and well my biggest teacher has been Aaron so my first book Aaron's energy actually uh, started as my grief journal I had read that journaling was comforting for people and helpful to people and cathartic and therapeutic and I thought okay I'll try that and uh, I started journaling. And shortly after uh, I started, um, we decided to go to the to the lake house and get out of the city, have some quiet time, some communion with nature. I had also read that was that was good for someone to do in early grief. So as we were driving up to the cottage, it was October and I was the passenger in the car and I was looking at all the beautiful October fall leaves, the changing colors, how gorgeous they are. The the highway is lined with forests on the way up. And as soon as I thought about this beautiful sight, a tidal wave of grief hit me. And my first thought was, my son is never going to see anything like this again. As soon as I thought that, I heard my son's voice say to me, I do see it, mom. And I, I looked, it was, it was as if he was in the car with us. Like it was so like his voice and it wasn't in my head. I heard it and I looked and nobody else heard it. (laughs) And he said, I do see it, mom. I see the colors. I see the leaves, but the colors I see aren't the way you see them. He said, I see the energy that the leaves are emitting colors that I can't describe to you. They're beyond description. And I just sat there and I didn't tell anyone because I thought they're going to think I'm crazy. I'm making this up in my head. I'm hearing things. But we went up to the cottage and he started talking to me more about about physics, (laughs) like how how energy works, what his afterlife is like. And he combined what he was telling me with signs. And I got some of them I was able to get photos of. And I thought, wow, this is really incredible. Well, then I got this idea. Maybe maybe I should record all of this for the family, you know. And then I came back and I was telling my friend again about this. And she said, you should do a book. And I said, oh, nobody's going to care about, about reading my stuff. Like this is just my stuff. And she said, Oh no, I think a lot of people will, will care about it. One day after I had, uh, you know, gone quite a ways with my uh, journaling up to February 20th, 21, um, I opened a spam email, which I never do. I never open spam. We know not to open spam spam emails, but I don't know why I clicked on it. It opened and it was my horoscope. And it said, you're going to turn your manuscript into a book. And I would, oh, 
okay. Wow. <laughs> my, yeah, my first thought was, okay, Aaron, I will. And I didn't ever write a book before in my life, didn't know what I was doing. So I Googled it and I thought, <laughs> oh, you can actually do this yourself. So I just kept following what the instructions told me to do in Kindle Direct Publishing. And, and I hit enter. And next thing I knew, I got a response. Your book is available on Amazon. <laughs> Amazing, isn't it? Uh, yeah, yeah. And it was, it just kept going from there. The signs just kept getting more profound. What the, kind of signs do you want to share? Yes, yes. Signs seem to occur a lot with um, in, in synchrony with events. So signs are um, can, can be birds. So here's, here's an example. I started noticing um, cardinals coming into the backyard all the time. And sometimes they would come in groups of three. And one time, two males and a female came together. And I had lost my father the following year. And I thought, two males and a female, my father, Aaron, and my mother. And they would come at times when I was either thinking of them or when I was doing something like writing a journal entry or communicating with someone about spirit. I could hear them loudly outside the window. Another time we were in Florida and we were we were walking along the beach and you know those little sandpipers that skitter yes. along the water's edge? They, they do that in big groups. One broke away from the group and started following us down the beach. And I was looking at this little tiny sandpiper getting farther and farther away from his group alongside of us. And I'm looking. Finally, I turned and I said, Aaron? <laughs> he said, yeah, mom. I said, are you the bird? He said, no, I, I have melded my energy with the bird. Their eyes are our eyes. Their ears are our ears. He said, we can, we can check in on you. We can show you we're present. And if you didn't notice the bird, we can drop a feather and let you know we were there. Beautiful. Yeah. And he has, I mean, the messages are incredible. Um, one time I was at the lake and I was um, feeling sad and really missing him. And I asked him for a sign. I started asking him and he, he sent me them pretty quickly after I would ask. He still does. Sometimes he tells me, I'm busy, mom. I'll be back later. <laughs> He's busy doing a lot of things because he tells me that across the veil, he can do, he can be in multiple places at the same time. So if he's busy looking in on someone else or having an, another experience or melding with an animal or, or melding with another person or anything possible, creating an experience for himself that he wants to have in that moment, he'll be back. He's always around. Well, this time I was looking out over the lake, feeling really sad. And I looked up in the sky. He leaves me a lot of messages in the clouds, like 
like his name, <laughs> the first letter of his name. I have photos of those in in both books. I have in um, Aaron's Energy and in Gathering at the Doorway. I continued uh, my journaling as my chapter in Gathering at the Doorway because this all kept continuing. And as I said, getting more and more profound and deeper in meaning and, and learning for me. And anyway, so I'm looking up at the clouds and all of a sudden, just a group of clouds started kind of swirling. Wasn't a windy day. I'm watching this group of clouds swirling. Next thing I know, it looks like it's forming into letters. I had my phone with me and I got a photo of it. The letters say very clearly, I love you in clouds. I love you. And the O of love is, is a heart shape. Beautiful. And there's a photo of it in the book. I mean, it, it actually happened. It's, it's not, uh, you know, when it's not Photoshopped. It actually happened. I, I, that was the most profound cloud message, a sentence in the clouds. Beautiful. I want to just share quickly. Um, you may have heard the interview with William Peters, but he, he actually showed a video from a gentleman's celebration of life. And the guy who had passed was so filled with energy. They used to refer to him as the human exclamation point. And they had this (laughs) celebration of life at a beach and throwing waters in the, the ocean. Really beautiful. Not a cloud in the sky. One cloud develops and it is a perfect exclamation point. So oh my things goodness. can happen. I've seen it. I believe it. So back yeah. to you. So Aaron had told me, and I really believe looking back now that a lot the way he he gave me the information uh would build on itself. So the cloud messages, what he told me about that was that they they are able to move particles around and especially particles like what exists in clouds they use their energy and that with their energy they can push or draw particles together to form images that we're able to see and we have to be part of that it, it has meaning because we were present. And he said to me, mom, one time when I asked him to, to do a cloud message for me, he said, mom, the amount of micro and macro events that have to occur simultaneously, and you have to be present uh, for that to, to occur is you'll never, you'll never understand, never fully understand. But eventually, I got to see Sonia Rinaldi's work. Talk about that, because some people don't know who she is and what that is. Well, when she described the vapor chamber that she uses, where spirit energy can move vapor particles around using energy and light, light can become a, a particle, light energy can be a wave how she has has discovered this to occur and create images in in her laboratory 
is not only astounding, but it's evidence because Aaron told me about how they can do that before I even ever heard of Sonia Rinaldi. And here's another synchronicity <laughs> that, that occurred. I had invited Sonia to join in the group with the anthology and she responded right away and sent me this beautiful chapter, which is also in our anthology. And then um, within a couple of weeks maximum, I saw that there's a documentary coming out about Sonia Rinaldi and her work. I was so excited about it and uh, couldn't wait to see it. So on February 22nd, I watched Rinaldi, the documentary that you produced with, with Robert Lyon. And at about 58 minutes into the documentary, there's a trans image of Aaron that appeared <laughs> in Sonia's laboratory. I, I just about passed out. I, I just was this, this, I couldn't believe it. It I was a hundred percent an image of Aaron. No question. I sent it out to family and friends. And where did that come from? I said, it came from a woman in Brazil's laboratory. She is able to cause these images to occur from spirit. And it wasn't a photo of Aaron I had. So it's not like, you know, she had, she could have ever seen a photo of Aaron before or, or had one, right. but it was kind of a photo. It looked like he was about 16. He looked beautiful, beautiful and healthy. And I, it, it was almost like a, um, what would you say? Like a combination of photos of him in one. Do you know what I mean? I do. Anyway, I got so excited about it. Before the end of the documentary, I started typing a message to Sonia. Aaron is in your, your documentary. I just saw. Well, next thing I know, I started sharing with people in the parents healing groups that I belong to, like helping parents heal and with some friends. And I found out that they can also find images of their loved ones from Sonia's catalog of unknowns. They went and looked and a number of us now have discovered images. Oh, so beautiful. And, and Roseanne was in, in the documentary. In the yes. So she's in, in the anthology and Ellie Shaket, uh, a friend who I contacted found her daughter and she's also contributed a chapter to the anthology so such good news such good news anyone who's watching or listening right now if you'd like to see that documentary just go to we don't die.com there's a link to it right on the home page all right back to you so you see how things have like went from one step to the next and i'm looking at now we're having a conversation and you're the person that i first heard and started this whole journey with, and it, it's just been a journey of miracles. Uh, you know, just the fact that I, I only started writing this anthology in October and it's already 
available. It's already compiled with 40 authors from around the world. I got the idea that, you know, I think the, this we should be sharing these stories. This is this is not we should get people to share because what I found al- along my journey is the minute you start talking about this stuff, somebody tells you they see dimes. They see feathers. They believe that it might be, but they do, they just don't explore it. They don't they they keep it to themselves maybe for one reason or another. Maybe they think people won't accept when they hear that right. or think they're crazy. Or maybe coincidence. Yes, coincidences, yeah, what a, a lot of people say, a lot of people explain things away. I did that. Definitely did that. Well, now I look at it the complete opposite way. What are the odds that something would happen at exactly the right time in exactly the right place when I was there? There, You can't calculate the odds of that. So I, I, my mind is really open. And then for, for all that has occurred and in so many ways, and, you know, it's, it, we've shared it in the book there with all of the authors, the signs and the synchronicities and synchronicities that have occurred with authors and other authors in the book who didn't even know each other before that have occurred with friends and family of theirs that didn't even know that they believed in these things before. And, um, you know, and the book is full of evidence and I don't, I don't know. I've, you know, I'm rambling along here, but it's it's good rambling. (laughs) I'm I'm still, I've never known a person Camille that had a dream to have this done so quickly there's over 40 authors in it. Talk about some of the people and maybe some of the stories. We like your rambling, by the way. Oh, thank you. <laughs> well, uh, one of the uh, forwards is uh, your forward, beautiful forward. Thank you for uh, asking me. And, and, you know, everything I read from you and, and, and watch and listen is, is so inspiring and affirming for me and, and for so many others. Uh, I've joined your Sunday gathering and it's, you know, it's not that long ago that this all happened to me 2019 and I still seek out comfort and I find it so comforting. Um, So I thank you for that. You're welcome. We can't help but share when we find things. So it's natural for you. It's natural for me. And I just feel like it's a must. So in even me, I've been on this journey 25 years. I don't wake up every morning believing in this. You know, it's like I've <laughs> got to remind myself of the journey, but it really helps me living life to keep on keeping on, as they say. Yeah. So so in one chapter, uh, Melissa Ralston, uh, who I never knew before, from Alabama. Um, I, I live in Toronto, Canada. And a mutual friend here said, um, I have this friend in Alabama. I think maybe you might have a lot in common with her and maybe you should contact her. So I did. And Melissa is, she's such a lovely person. 
she lost her son. And his name is Matthew. Melissa contributed a chapter to the anthology called The Christmas Miracle. Well, when I met Melissa, I found out we did have a lot in common. Aaron told me before I met Melissa, and this was around the Christmas before I met her, that he was with someone named Matthew in his afterlife. And I didn't know anyone named Matthew in the afterlife. And I was trying to, it took me a long time to figure it out. Who, who is this Matthew? I can't imagine. Turns out Melissa's son's name is Matthew, but it goes on. Melissa lives 30 minutes from where I was born. My father was in the U.S. Air Force, and I was born on Maxwell Air Force Base in Alabama. Melissa's husband worked on Maxwell Air Force Base and guided a salute to my father in his memory on that base. Beautiful. Yeah. So what are the odds, uh, you know, of something mm-hmm. like that? I Another incredible um, synchronicity was um, I was listening to a podcast by another author in our, in our uh, anthology. Her name is Jane Asher Rainey. And I, you know, now when I drive up to the cottage, what's the first thing I do? Turn on podcasts. I never listened to a podcast before yours. <laughs> and now I can't get enough of the, the podcasts. And Jane was doing um, a podcast on her. She was talking about her experience uh, with her mom in spirit. She started to hear her mom through a medium and then started hearing her mom herself. Anyway, Um, The strange thing that happened was I was driving along in Canada and I know my eyesight's not that great. And I, I saw what looked like a road exit sign that said Oprah Winfrey road. And I'm thinking Oprah Winfrey road. (laughs) There's no Oprah. And as so, as soon as I got close enough to um, the sign, it didn't say anything like Oprah Winfrey road. Well, not very far up the, the highway, Jane mentioned Oprah, Oprah Winfrey in her podcast. And I went, oh, and I take these as, you know, little messages, you know, listen, it, or it's a good thing you're listening now because something's going to happen. On the way to the cottage the other day, I was behind a a car with the driver's license numbers 516. And I looked at it, I said, oh, something's going to happen on May 16th. <laughs> Here we are. Yes, ladies and gentlemen, we are recording <laughs> this on May 16th. <laughs> <laughs> and oh my goodness, there's so many chapters I can talk about. Um, so the 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 thing about the um the anthology, the really interesting thing is it's not just full of personal accounts and anecdotal stories about these kinds of experiences. I have somehow miraculously had scientists reach out to me to, to contribute chapters about their scientific research findings in afterlife communication and survival of consciousness. Really? Yes. Yeah, so 
Dr. Piero Calvi Parasetti. He he contributed a chapter. When you read this chapter, there if you if you don't read this as evidence, <laughs> you will read this as evidence. You can't see this any other way of what the chances are that accurate contacts are made with spirit, especially through mediums. Speaking of mediums, I met a medium through a friend, uh, both who have contributed to the anthology. Uh, The medium's name is Sherry Gallant, and she's a very well-known medium here in Canada. She's incredible. Her accuracy is unbelievable. I had one of my first mediumship readings with her. I was so blown away by what she brought through uh, from my father and my son. And the friend who recommended her also had an ex- had incredible experiences. Her name is Cindy Leader. And they're in the book. And so all of these kinds of, of stories are, are recorded in this book about alongside of each other. So that it's not just, a, you know, people's personal stories from every walk of life around the world, every background, every religion, practically nearly every continent, but science. Dr. Mark Pitstick wrote a chapter about his research with Dr. Gary Schwartz in in communication across the veil. Um, there, I mean, there's there's over 40 chapters, beautiful forwards. There's an endorsement from, from Mark Anthony, the psychic lawyer. I went in a group meeting with him, and that was the first time I, I just thought, okay, I'll join. I joined, literally joined five minutes before I saw an ad for it. And the first thing he said was, I have a blue jay here. Is anyone, does anyone uh, recognize a blue jay? And my first thought was, well, my mother was a huge Toronto Blue Jays fan. <laughs> so I typed it into the chat and he called me up. The reading, what he brought through down to the finger my mother broke. He talked about how my mother had to wear a ring on it on the other hand because of her finger. And he pointed at the very finger that she broke and it never healed right. So she couldn't wear her ring on there. He talked about the heart-shaped necklace I gave her. Um, He couldn't have known these things. I joined five minutes before. And so um, Jacob Cooper, do you you know Jacob Cooper? I do. Yeah. Well, I discovered him through his book. And he does past life regressions. I'm telling you, I would have never done a past life regression before. This was unbelievable. The stuff that came through, I I plan to go further and, and hopefully go further back to other lifetimes. And uh, it's so the, the coincidence, not coincidence, nothing is really a coincidence anymore. What I explained away as coincidence isn't. What 
I've found that I need to do is recognize what's happening in that moment. And then I can make connect the dots <laughs> and figure out the messages. Connecting the dots sounds great. And one thing I know about the book and even with different podcasts and things for the average person has not, maybe not been on the journey we've been on, but has experienced grief and, and some kind of loss. And the mind is so quick to tell us that these things are just our imagination. And when you can read over 40 chapters of people's experiences, suddenly you put yourself in and you start remembering the dimes, you start remembering the feathers, you start remembering, boy, I heard my loved one speak and it was outside of my, my own mind. And these things that seem like synchronicities or, you know, it's easy. Yeah. If we see a bird, oh, it's just a bird. But like you say, pay attention to what else is happening. So I can't thank you enough for putting this together. It's such velocity. Oh my gosh, this book <laughs> came together fast. But I want to ask you, Camille, there's people who would love to know their loved one is around. And yes, signs are great. And working with a medium is great. But can you talk about how Aaron is kind of in touch with you through your thoughts and mind? Because I know the two books, Aaron's Energy, is a, there's a lot of your journaling with things that have happened with him, but what should we be aware of with our loved one? How should we keep the relationship alive? You know what I'm asking? Yes, I do. Thank you. That's a great question. And uh, Aaron explains so much to me about this. How, how are we communicating? Cause I've asked him and he said that we are always connected with the source of creation. It flows through us as it flows through everything. So opening our minds is really opening our brains to allow ourselves to, to tune into it. Aaron says that love is the energy of creation and everything is created from love. We are actually part of that chain of creation We've been given brains and tools for creation like hands, tools to, to see, to speak, to hear, and then to create from what, we've, what we receive. So every, every bit of love we put out into the world is, is valuable and important to the universe in that constant flow of creation that it's in. So sometimes when people feel like, oh, how come I'm not receiving messages? How come the other people do, but I don't? I want it so badly. And what Aaron says is everyone is. He's saying be open, open up to all the possibilities because your loved one will come through with their own language for you and what you're able to recognize. But if you're, if you're focused on one thing like dimes or feathers or something somebody else is getting, 
you might be missing what they're sending you, but they are sending them. They're always sending them. Or if you're in a group reading, which, um, you know, are the group readings are wonderful, but not everyone gets called up. But guess what? The loved one who's coming through the medium is the spokesperson for the group. That means if you're there, your loved one is there. And they might not be speaking directly to you, but they are all speaking to everyone in the group. So that's another way we can connect. Another way we can connect is to try to reduce a lot of the distractions of daily living that take our focus and occupy our focus all the time and try some meditation. See if meditation works for you. See if see if walks in nature work for you. Try different things because everybody's different. And just as much as, as all our loved ones are different yet, although everyone is a different expression of the love energy of creation, we are all connected to that source always. Yes. You were on our Sunday gathering yesterday. Yes. Yes. For those of you who don't know, we offer a free Sunday service. It's filled with surprises and inspiration and love. And part of it is a demonstration of mediumship. And your hand went up many times. So I feel like you had a lot of love there. Yes. I, you know, and that's, that's happened a lot of times uh, for me when I've been on group readings. It's like, oh, I recognize that. I recognize that. And, you know, a lot of times the, the leader is saying, wait till you recognize three indicators. And a lot of times I do like it, there are, and somebody else gets called up and I think, okay, well, this message is for me too. It's not just for the person that was called up. It's for everybody here. And it was remarkable yesterday, how many uh, how many things I could take came up, but it's happened before. One one mediumship group reading I was in, Aaron dominated the whole thing. I just kept putting my hand up, putting my hand up, and I was like, and then I started putting my hand up. <laughs> you know, like that's me too. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> so that's to me just evidence that readings are for everyone who showed up. <laughs> I agree. You can take out of it so much. And of course, in these readings, not everyone can get a personal reading, but I visualize behind the scenes. So in our Sunday gathering, we might have 200 people that show up in the Zoom meeting um, webinar, but behind it, you know, is just thousands of our loved ones and they're all, okay, who's going to do what? And okay, our, our stories are similar. So let's step up together and I just, and even right now, you know, Aaron and your folks and my dad, my grandmother, all just big smiles. We're here. And it, I really want to look out the window because normally I have some <laughs> Cardinals and I just want to see, do I, no, do I have Cardinals here for you? <laughs> but it's well, so it, we just had, we just had a, a thunderstorm up here. So I haven't, I don't have any Cardinals right now, but I often do too. And, and they're so beautiful and they're usually so loud. Uh, you could, you could hear them probably through the mic. 
but um, you know what, what you're saying rings a bell so much for me, because all I've been saying throughout this anthology is our loved ones have gathered us together. They've, they've, they've guided us all together for this. How else could this have happened in this span of time, this short span of time? And I say, there's got to be a stadium full of, of souls cheering us on and their book club is growing bigger and bigger all the time every time a story is shared and and that's what's that's what this book is about sharing stories and encouraging others to share their stories and and to open their minds and and their own experiences yeah with their with their loved ones too I'm so excited that science is working on this too, from the people that you mentioned in your book and people that I've interviewed. And um, I mentioned this on this, on our Sunday gathering, but it just came out maybe two weeks ago that a group of scientists have proved that near death experiences are not hallucinations. So many people who are the skeptics and the doubters. And I was even that person thought, Oh yes, (laughs) you see that white light. It's a normal part of the brain shutting down. But with the commonalities of meeting our relatives, seeing things so clearly, being accurately able to tell different things that are happening on earth while your eyes are closed and so many other things, uh, the the clarity, the visions that people have, they're not forgotten. There's no way it can be a hallucination. So science is a little slow to pick up on it, but so many people are looking for that scientific evidence. And when you look, there are plenty of scientists that do believe in doctors and things. Plenty of evidence. Plenty of evidence. (laughs) So I want to say what's next for you, but I think it is, you're going to be sharing your heart out about the the anthology. And um, I'm assuming that's where you're going. I mean, that's what I did. I just wanted to share the good word. Can I ask you about your cover designs? Because they're really quite special. Thank you. Oh, thank you so much for asking. Um, My son, Jonathan, created all of the book covers for Aaron's Energy, the first edition and the second edition, and for Gathering at the Doorway. He's a graphic artist. Um, His, he just, what he is able to come up with uh, when I, all I have to do is tell him, I think this is a good title for the book. And he produces artwork that's so reflective of it and mystical and and I I I believe that his art speaks about the book and he does it all in you know out of love in honor of his brother all of it he he even uh, wrote a chapter this time he's shy he's a shy quiet guy uh does works very hard, very dedicated to his work. Uh, not like him to to write, but he wrote a beautiful chapter about his brother and uh, and his experience with his brother in his dreams. Oh, that is so wonderful. Thank you. Oh, Camille, I'm just sending you a big hug right now. I know energy, yeah. energetic wise, we are in the same room, but yeah. thank you so much for being who you are. And to me, it's quite remarkable because this is just May of 2022. And the fact that Aaron transitioned in 2019, it has been a roller coaster journey for you. But what you've found and what you've shared has 
man, it's changed so many lives. Thank you. Thank you. Thank you. Thank you so much. Thank you for having me. This is really, I would have never dreamt of, of things going how far they've gone or in the amount of time that they have or being on your show, talking with you after I first heard your podcast and was so, uh, moved by it. And, um, I, I just, if I can add the, um, that Aaron, um, he, he passed away at 31, a young age and everything I do with my books, uh, is in his honor and memory. And, and I believe he and I are working together on everything that, that I have done. Cause I, as I said, I've never written a book before. I'm a former skeptic. So, I'm donating all of the proceeds of my books um, in honor of Aaron and to places that he would have donated, I believe. And some of them, he's put them in my path or he's even told me. So, for instance, proceeds are going to mental health and addiction care and research programs, um, helping parents heal, Forever Family Foundation to Sonia Rinaldi's Institute and her research, to survival of consciousness and afterlife communication research, to bereavement support groups, to youth and young adult social development programs, and a number. Those are the categories. So under each category, there's there's a list of individual um, charities that the proceeds are going to. Oh, bless you for doing that. And we can find out more at your website. You want to talk about that and what's on your website? Yes, thank you. So you can find my uh, books, all of my books on uh, on my website, www.aaronsenergy.com. Plus on my website, there's a list of referrals, references, and books that I've read that I recommend. Um, so if you're interested in any further reading, um, you know, from Sandra or any of the other authors or, or any, any books that have moved me, you can find those there on the references and recommendations page. Um, there's hyperlinks to purchase the books, uh, and they're all available on Amazon and, uh, and, uh, other, uh, stores. So those are all all on the website. Oh, thank you so much. And for those of you who are watching on YouTube, we'll have some links down below in the description. Camille, thank you so much for being our guest today. Thank you so much. I, it's such an honor. I, I can't even, there's not enough words <laughs> for me to express my gratitude. Well, just keep on being who you are and keep on Keep it on, keep on giving, keep on sharing. And I think that's really good advice for everyone is, well, first of all, Camille, I had no idea that my show made such an impact on your journey. And for me, it just told me, you know, and for everybody, you never know what it is that you do and the difference you can make in someone else's life. So share what you've got, share your experiences. And it is often out of our deepest, darkest times, that those are the things that we learn that we can share with someone else that can make a difference in their lives. So thank you, Camille. Thank you. Oh, and for our listener or our viewer today, 
Thank you so much for being here. This is episode 378. So there's a lot of catching up to do, should you (laughs) wish to. (laughs) And we were talking about our Sunday gathering. It's free and it's wonderful. You can find out about that and everything else we're up to. We teach psychic and mediumship classes. We do demonstrations. Oh, so much more. You can watch the Sonia Rinaldi movie. Everything is at wedontdie.com. And you can check out the episodes of the show. You can join our Facebook group. Uh, if you go to the store page and you scroll down, you will see my audio book, We Don't Die, A Skeptic's Discovery of Life After Death. And if you want to enter coupon code FREE, F-R-E-E, you can be my guest and have a copy of that. And in the link there, you can also read it if you'd rather read the PDF copy. And I ask if you're somebody who enjoys the show or the books, feel free to press the share button. You never know who's in your social media family there, who is going through a tough time. We never post how miserable we're feeling. We usually only post the good stuff, but there are people that it can make a difference for. So even if you're reading a good book or listening to a podcast, or if you've got a funny picture to share, just do it. Share, be who you are. Your voice matters and you make a difference. So in closing, my name is Sandra Champlain, and I'm always so happy to be your host on We Don't Die Radio. I do believe that life is an education for the soul and that your life here on earth is important. And I'm so inspired by Camille and really left with how important it is to be present, how important it is to pay attention, and how important it is to not throw away thoughts or feelings or words or some of these signs that are coming in. Just be really present and know that you are eternally loved. You've got a team around you and they're doing everything they can to let you know that they're okay. So I want to thank you for listening or for viewing and we'll see you soon.